Hello and welcome to the Five Song Mixtape. We discuss a new mix each and every week. My name's Michael. I'm pretty fly for a white guy. Ooh. And I'm RJ. Do you concur with that, RJ? Uh, it depends on the day. Check the drip, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's leaking right now. That's right. There, there's, a, there's a guy, I know he's Puerto Rican, but there's a guy at the gym that I go to who is very fly for a Puerto Rican man. Yeah? He's like, he's probably in his 50s. And he has like six Supreme sweatshirts and jackets and very expensive clothing and comes to the gym in like Gucci sunglasses that he doesn't take off. And has what kind of a, car does he drive? Uh, he has a BMW. He has like an X7, I think, because I saw him get out of it the, uh, yesterday. And he has a kick-ass Puerto Rican flag uh, necklace that's like super big gold yeah. chain diamonds oh. on it <laughs> oh you gotta get one of those <laughs> and he looks like the biggest dork too yeah because he's nice. just he's just wearing what uh, a much younger uh, man <laughs> yeah. would wear and he's in his 50s and he thinks he's really cool does he look 50 though oh yeah oh yeah damn is he, he jacked no Oh man, no. <laughs> what's he doing there? I don't. I, don't I know, know what he's doing. <laughs> I, he's just—he's looking for a girlfriend. Well, no, that's the confusing thing. It's like his fucking purse that he brings in there is worth more than he'd have to pay for a Planet Fitness membership for like ten years to be worth yeah. that purse that he's. Got. Yeah. So I'm just like, what are you doing at Planet Fitness? <laughs> and he brings his purse in with him too. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he does. I guarantee you he has memberships at other gyms also, and he just goes to find women. Probably. He's just a pickup artist. That's awesome. should ask him if he listens to Jordan Peterson. I don't know. He he looks like a white dude. I assumed he was a white dude until I saw that Puerto Rican flag necklace. (laughs) My brother. What if it was the Irish flag? (laughs) Very close. Yeah, he has long hair too and a ponytail. But he does like the like, uh, I don't know how to just the old man ponytail, you know, like it's just it's yeah. tied at the bottom. Yeah, it's too low. Yeah. 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 But it seems cool, I guess. <laughs> that is something I never thought about. How just as you get older, your ponytail gets lower and lower. <laughs> Droops. Yeah, it's just like stuck to the bottom of your head. Damn. Man, what would RJ? What would RJ look like? Just super dripped out. I want to see that one day, RJ. I mean, he used to wear like gold chains and polos and what else? You have K Swiss. That was my basketball days. I had a pair of white shoes. I don't know what they were though. They're K Swiss. <laughs> they're Walmart. Walmart. They're Walmart K Swiss. Yeah, they were Walmart K Swiss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, like, what kind of pants would you wear? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Were they? Did you ever sag, RJ? I was a sag. I still. Sag. He still does. Yeah, <laughs> intentionally or no? Yeah, he looks like a cholo. <laughs> I was born this way. Like maybe, and he wears maybe. high socks too. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's and about dickies, an inch of shin you can see. Like he might as well be a Muslim woman. <laughs> no, people are like, they're like, you're wearing kind of you know shorts and and pants. And I was like, I might get cold. I might get hot. And I'm covered in both aspects. <laughs> <laughs> the cholo aesthetic is so funny. Like, why yeah. did they decide, like, you will not see my shins? I don't yeah. care. Let's hit a gay, bro. <laughs> That's only for my girlfriend. I'm protecting my ankles and my shins for her. 
<laughs> and then just the button at the top. Like, can yeah. anyone explain to me yeah. when that happened? I don't want you to peek at my nipples, bro. <laughs> That's only for my hyena. <laughs> I don't want you catching a peek. <laughs> and the hairnets. Yeah. <laughs> like, I understand the purpose of a do-rag. Like, that has a purpose. Uh, for that style of hair, but like, yeah. why the fish, the the hairnet? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they got something for their hair. What can we have? <laughs> yeah, or just get some of those things from work. <laughs> those are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like a do rag, but with holes in it. <laughs> I like it. Hmm. Yeah. Also, like the belt that's way too long, like the braided belt. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just super long. It's made for like a fifty waist. Yeah, I had one of those. I bought it from Denio's, and it was one of those. It had one of those cool clasps on it because it was like a silver rectangle that had a my a M in it in like script, you know. Ooh. And uh, it had you know those like buckles with the teeth on them that like you fold over. It's, yes. Yeah, it was like one of those. So like it just like folds over and collapses, and then the 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 belt probably wrapped around me another half a half a time. <laughs> <laughs> was it intentional? Were you like, I need to let this thing hang? Hell yeah. I was at Tanaya's, bro. Oh, sick. <sighs> Did somebody ask you to buy power tools from you after you put that on? No. Like, I know you got the good DeWalt's. <laughs> I see the belt. Yeah, there's another life where I'm just full-on Puerto Rican, RJ. Oh, my God. You just full-on Puerto Rican running a flea market. would <laughs> oh. be amazing. Just living in Miami. Yeah. Selling meth out of a flea market. <laughs> Don't you wish we could just like live all our alternate lives for like two years just yeah. to see what it's like and yeah. then just come right back? Yeah. I feel like I have an alternate life where I'm like an underground street racer in like Cuba. You know? I disagree, like, but <laughs> I mean, I'm a pretty good driver. And it's always been my dream. So, like. <laughs> I mean, why why would you disagree with that? Like, I feel like your alternate th- life is that you're fucking a, a, on Adderall as a tech startup, bro, or something. Like, that's your alternate life that you decided. <laughs> so me now, but just in IT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that is one of my alternate lives also now that I think about it. I would be like running one of those incubators in Silicon Valley. Yeah, like you, like I would have had an, uh, a website that like went public years ago and I made a decent amount of money. Yeah. But like not enough to retire. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I get Damn. That. Beautiful. Just like a, buying a suburban home and just making young people live in it and stealing their ideas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I didn't know those were real. Like uh, in the show Silicon Valley, yeah, the incubator type houses, um, my cousin worked in Silicon Valley for a long time and lived in one that he's pretty sure the show, the guy that T.J. Miller char- Miller's character in the show is based off of, hmm. which is hilarious. Yeah. He just worked for some guy that like had an idea for something and then sold it and then just bought a house and then couldn't afford the rent anymore or couldn't afford the mortgage. And I was like, I'm just going to make these people pay rent at this house mm-hmm. and then get a per- certain percentage of their ideas. 
Yeah, they started doing, they have like that same concept that they do with these accelerator incubators where like people don't have to live in the same house, but they basically like have to move into the city somewhere and then they have to attend these like essentially classroom sessions all day long for weeks and weeks. And it's all, the whole purpose of it is that there's the hedge fund groups, right? There's the the groups that have all the money Mm -hmm. and they just want to, they want to, they want you in these programs so that if you're good enough, then they will invest in you, which means that they get a percentage of your company if it gets good, you know. Hmm. Yeah, they're smart. <clears throat> I don't feel like that's super beneficial, for, like, for the person developing it. It's not. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but there's there's gatekeepers, Devin. There's always gatekeepers. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. There's gay keepers and there's gatekeepers. <laughs> yes. And then there's gatekeepers. <laughs> that would be <laughs> That's RJ's alternate life. <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. Well, if that's not a porn studio, man, you gotta start that, RJ. <laughs> gatekeepers. Gatekeepers. I'm gonna live my alternate <laughs> life. That is RJ's alternate life. Just a porn photo- not photographer, <laughs> filmographer. <laughs> and he's yeah. a sound guy. <laughs> he's getting, yes. he's getting <laughs> loads on him on accident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that boom mic in there. I'm not no. doing ADR on this scene. <laughs> you know when you do, um, you go to a concert and you like record the the show like on your phone and it just has you singing in the background, so it sounds terrible. <laughs> like yeah. literally, I'm doing the sound for a porn, and you hear this. They're like RJ, we heard yeah. you again. You do like, sorry. bootleg porn filmography, <laughs> where like you just film it while they're filming it because you're the sound guy. <laughs> Just half like the boom yeah. mics in the, the my shot, yeah. But I sell it for half the price online. Special deal. <laughs> Bye Tom, now, RJ. You're not that far away from being a specific OnlyFans photographer. That's, yeah, you can. And you do could that. run only. You could be an OnlyFans pimp. <laughs> Just well, do my hustle there. That's an actual job. It's called OnlyFans manager, but you're basically a pimp. Like you just run their OnlyFans for them and like get them subscribers and shit. And uh, is that like a, yeah. a, a porn influencer? Yeah, but you kind of just like buy Instagram accounts and like rack up followers, just like the one that I just sent you guys. I think that's just an influencer, RJ. Yeah, probably. If you looked at the Nowadays, percentage of influencers yeah. that have OnlyFans, it's probably that's true. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying you need to film people fucking RJ. No, you just have some nice lingerie shoots. That's you can how you start. Pitch some good ideas of different outfits. Yeah. Do Old West. Like, just be like, I got Devin's room. What do you want to wear? <laughs> Not wearing my clothes. <laughs> this is a... Uh, funny would it be? This is Devin. Puerto Rican race car driver. He said he always wanted to be this, so... Devin's You're not on, using my jumpsuit. Devin's on OnlyFans and sees his room in shots. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that my Thelonious Monk painting? Is that six guys on my bed? (laughs) I thought there was a low spot in this bed. And literally, I just go in there. Yeah, Buddy was jumping on your bed and broke it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, Buddy's in the movie. Buddy, his dog, by the way. (laughs) Catching whimpering in the corner. Oh, man. Do you think someone was like making porn at House of Hits at any time? Oh, yeah. It had to happen. Now that I think about it, it's like soundproof rooms. I mean, House of Hits. Or no, what was the first one we went to that was not soundproofed? Oh, I don't remember. I We all went there to, like, check out one of the rooms, and then we just, like, closed the door, and we can hear all of the bands around us. And we're like, oh, this isn't 
this isn't good at all. <laughs> there's like a there's like a three inch gap under the door. <laughs> this is not soundproofed. That place fucking sucked. Yeah. I think that was what was it, Godsend Studios or oh, something? Yeah. Godlike? Yeah. Something like that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. That place sucked. But yeah, the uh what was it, Sack Rehearsal Studios, wherever mm-hmm. we had ours? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure people were filming porn in there. There that was like, to have been. There's tons of like rap studios in there. Yeah, I just remember walking around and just not knowing what was going on in all these rooms. You know? I got to but go in Some doors would be open. You're just like, ooh. Yeah. I went into a few of them. Ooh, la, la. Ooh. <laughs> One of the dudes. I, I saw Dick. <laughs> yeah, Arch yeah, is fucking the guy, little Nicky, in the beginning that's in the tree. I, I don't know if you remember, but he's, remember. he's a peep. It's a it's a John Lovitz as a peeping Tom. Yes. that's RJ. <laughs> you die, RJ, and you go to hell. <laughs> that's right, RJ. You die and you go to hell. <laughs> remember that he says, "Diddly d, are those things for me?" <laughs> well, Nick, that's an RJ line. Here. That is a catchphrase <laughs> right there. Yeah, get some titties on your head, RJ. <laughs> Next time, yeah. Next time somebody pays you for a photo shoot, just say "Diddly D." Are these things for me? And then grab their tits. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Next photo shoot, RJ. Just just have them show up, and you dress up like a leprechaun. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and they have to solve your clues <laughs> yes. to find some pot of gold. <laughs> Answer me these riddles three. <laughs> Deedle dee, are these things for me? Uh, the answer is yes. Yeah. You could be your own, own version of Jigsaw, RJ. Just <laughs> <laughs> getting people in these scenarios. I mean, you already do invite them to the house and then close the garage on them. So that's kind of the start of a Saw movie. <laughs> But it's no murders happen. It's all it's all fun and games. Yeah, it's all it's an escape room. It's <laughs> yeah, a high stakes go. escape room. <laughs> but you're taking photos the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> documenting it, and they can literally just you know they, they see like the door it's open. It's like yeah, you can leave anytime you want. They but, leave. You know, yeah, save my little photo shoot. <laughs> Don't you up. want your precious Instagram photos? <laughs> Deafens the dead body on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's breathing. Yeah. Okay, clearly he, see he's breathing. He has an erection. And he's not wearing pants, so we can see his erection. <laughs> see my hand go to my dick. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh. I just start taking RJ's lines. Answer me these riddles three. I just literally picture myself prancing around in my leprechaun outfit. (laughs) Just all joyful. What the fuck is this place? Like glitter and like sparkles are coming out from every step that I take. Quick, leprechaun, hit the fog machine. Let's make our escape. (laughs) Just trip trip with my pants around my ankles. No, no, no. You don't do anything. Oh, I fell on my boner. You, you just lay there like on the first Saw movie where the guy that's just like, you know, no spoilers. It's just laying there. But you just get a boner and just start jerking off. Just laying there on the ground. Yeah. And then like if we start getting like, you know, the, the models like being suspicious, I just tell you like, whoop, speed into our hidden tunnel, Devin, fastest. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, dead bodies just do that sometimes. It's like rigor mortis or something. 
<laughs> he cummed. <laughs> he did a cum. <laughs> Devin stands up and starts to pretend to be a ghost at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Just wearing my clan hood. <laughs> Ooh. It has a David Duke name tag. <laughs> Are you scared? <laughs> but yeah, if I can help with your photos in any way, let me know. <laughs> yeah, thank you. thank you. Use sweet and sour sauce for the blood. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just eating it as I'm pretending to be dead. <laughs> just let the dogs out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the vampire to... dogs. <laughs> now you have to tell them that they have to clean all of the sweet and sour sauce on. <laughs> Yes, it's part of the photo shoot. <laughs> That's how they escape. They have to lick, yeah. lick it all up, RJ. Yes. yes, I'm down for this photo shoot. I can help. <laughs> I'll be your dead body. <laughs> That's for next Halloween. It's too <sighs> spooky. Well, uh, this is episode 120 of the podcast. This is uh, Devin's Mix. Yeah. Devin, what's your mix called? This is um, well, something I like to call Emolution Green Edition. Now, Bulbasaur. question for you, RJ. Yes. After listening to this mix, did we need the last mix? Mm, good um, question. I, I, um, I think it was fine. I think it was fine. You think that we had it. Okay. You think that there's a big enough difference... Between his last emolution to this emolution. Well, he said he skipped the last one, didn't he? The la- like he didn't release one. No, that's the next one. Oh, that's the next one you're skipping. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going straight to fourth wave. We're still in the this 90s. is this is second wave part two. Late so the 90s. first one, I <laughs> yeah, the late nineties. Um, first one was basically early nineties, coming out of the first wave that we know sounded radically different than pretty much any of the emo after that. So, yeah. Um, he, I mean, he could have combined. Mm. Wow. Mm. Wow. Right. Very interesting. All right. I mean, I don't agree, but all right. <laughs> I had so many iterations of this one mix, especially yeah. after yours. Uh Two weeks before, the week before, mm-hmm. um, like changing things around. I'm like, yeah, I guess I should put like that influence in there because that does influence a lot of this, like in this fourth and fifth wave. But like, it's not like I, I don't even know. And I had so many different iterations. Like this one sounded completely different at the start, and I was settled on that. Like this is perfect. And then I changed almost every song except for one. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Actually, Interesting. two. Two of them I left in there. Now, there's a there's another food for thought here, Devin. Okay. The food for thought is just because something influenced it doesn't mean that it's a part of the genre. True. Hi, my name's Adam Friedland. <laughs> okay. This okay. is Emolution Green Edition. Okay. When well, I, I'm sick, so I talk like Adam. <laughs> I'm very flammy and measly. <laughs> well, yes. I think there would be a whole other mix of things that influenced 
different waves of emo outside of emo, kind of like the Modest Mouses mm-hmm. and the whole all the indie stuff that we were talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's interesting. I think that you did the you're doing the impossible, Devin. That's what I've decided. I think so. <laughs> so I'm starting to feel I'm starting to go a little bit crazy. Yeah, because you've changed my mind on a lot of things. Oh. Uh, well, that Redditeer, that Redditeer changed my mind too. Yes, the Redditeer, the one said, that called you gay. Yeah, for, and said that Midwest <laughs> like emo, my chemical romance. <laughs> Midwest emo isn't emo. That yeah. Redditeer. Yeah, I'm like I agree. Okay, mm-hmm. I agree, okay. RJ. I don't know how you feel towards this, RJ. You probably don't even care. But I, mean, I, think, mm. I think that there was an attitude towards emo being dumb. And then there's the elitist part of it that's like, but no, have you heard like Midwest emo? Yeah. And I think that's where people wanted to take back emo. No pun intended there. Yeah. <laughs> But take back emo by because it became mainstream and became stupid, and they're like, "But there's Midwest emo." Okay, but the fourth wave relies heavily on Midwest emo, and that's a whole. But that's a whole era. Is it emo? Yeah, I I don't know. I disagree. I just okay. I don't know anymore, Devin. Okay, how much of the the fourth wave have you listened to? None. Okay, well, that's We're not, not true. There probably... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we listened to the, that one band that has... Brave Little Abacus yeah. might be the closest year wise, but but that he was using Nintendo sounds. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit different. So. That is like the outlier of emo that inspired the fifth wave, much like the fourth song on this inspired the fourth wave. And if you hear the fourth wave, there's a ton of bands in that era uh, that emo wasn't really a thing besides these bands. So I have no problem calling it fourth wave emo because I don't know where else to put it. But were they referring like to themselves as emo bands at the time? Ooh, that's a good question. I, I don't. Okay, I'd be curious looking at like sub pop marketing to be like the greatest emo band of all time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so fourth wave is when I started listening to that style of music again, and that was me coming out of like uh, math rock phase. Mm-hmm. And finding all of these other bands that were doing like emotional math rock, I guess. It was Twinkle Guitar <laughs> with emo twinkle lyrics. Core. That's a, twinkle Core. That's a genre. Yeah. Yeah. Twink Core. Yeah. Very different genre. <laughs> but I listened to a lot of this era and it kind of got me interested in emo again. But I don't think the bands wanted to call themselves emo only because of the third wave. Because I think the third wave... All of those bands, the Fall Out Boys, My Chemical Romances, the Hawthorne Heights, yeah. they kind of tainted the name, so them branding themselves as an emo band wouldn't really be cool. Which is so dumb, because all of the fourth wave emo bands guaranteed they listened to all of those bands. 
Yeah. And, know, and then there's, there's some decide, in the fifth wave. I'm too good for this. Yeah. Well, and there's some in the fifth wave recently that I found that are taking influences from the third wave that I really, I like what they're doing. Like, I like the things that they cherry picked out of the third wave to add to what they're doing. Um, the also, uh, there's bands like Tiger's Jaw, which an, an indie band. And they're an emo band, <laughs> a fourth wave emo band, an indie band, yeah. But they <laughs> they kind of took that they took the uh, Rainer Maria route, kind of a little bit of like not Get Up Kids, but uh, Jawbreaker maybe I don't know. They took a little bit of that like uh, emo rawness, but put the the pop sensibilities into it more so than the other bands had. So they took like a little bit of the third wave and okay. brought along with them. Well, okay. Now, what was that band that you made a mix of? You made a mix of a band that they have like one album. You Godspeed, like, you Black Emperor. No, it's not them. Oh, it, it was okay. a, it, it was a different band. Fuck, what was that band called? You Black made Country New Road. Yeah. So are they yeah. a fourth wave emo band? They're kind of sounding more like a fifth wave now <laughs> that I heard of all this new shit. <laughs> You know they they sound very reminiscent of cursive, yeah. But I don't. I really don't and know what's. Yeah, and I don't like arcade fire, it. but I agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, because then there's bands like Pile that are doing a style of rock that doesn't fall into a certain category too, and they're kind of like. Like they, I put them in that weird category uh, of like strange music that I couldn't play for somebody that likes this genre. Like mm-hmm. uh, somebody that likes indie, I couldn't play them Black Country New Road. I don't think they would like it. It's like long form songs, emotional lyrics, like heavily focused on the lyrics with like a horn section. Like indie people that like indie music, I don't think would really like that. That would resonate more with people that like emo music. I disagree. I think that you're confusing mainstream indie with not mainstream indie. Because, like, when, yeah. when we were younger, if you were into indie, you were, like, into Neutral Milk Hotel. Like, yeah. that was, like, an indie band. And, like, yeah. there's no, like, that crossover is easy with whatever Black Road, whatever that band's called. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but also there's no uh, mainstream emo. So. Anymore? No, not right now. Like, the mainstream emo is. Um, Paramore? I think they've even that shifted into ass, something RJ. else. <laughs> no, no, no. No, they shifted into straight up pop now. RJ, what is Paramore now? They, they, they have changed their ways. Yeah, they're doing disco beats and shit. They're pop. Still good, but they're pop. Blink-22? Don't even start. No. No, they, they are now emo. I will not have that. They are. I agree. They have no. E- they have emo sounding songs <sighs> on the whatever Tom. the self titled. Now that Tom's back, yeah, cool. Then the Wonder Years are an emo band. Sure, right? According yeah. to you, because your Not definition me. of emo is so broad. No, because I don't agree that Blink One Eighty Two is emo, but you do. So Wonder Years are, <laughs> and they're way better than Blink One Eighty Two. Okay, I agree. Yes. Boxcar Racer was an emo band then. Boxcar Racer might have been an emo band. I don't know about Angels and Airways, though. Uh-uh. <laughs> They're an indie band. 
that could be a fifth wave emo band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. For all those that are keeping track. <laughs> they need to have a category just called, like, Percocet Rock. And that's, like, Wilco, like, Angels and Airwaves. Perk Rock. Perk Rock. Fucking Fountains of Wayne. See, my... I'm curious because I'm going to have an issue with every one of your mixes, Devin. And I know the next one that you make for fourth wave, my issue is going to be, well, what is post hardcore then Devin? You tell me mm. what post hardcore is, because Ugh. if you try to put defeater on there as like nope. a fourth wave emo band, I'm just like, nope. well, you tell me what post hardcore is. I Devin. could put Touche Amore and a lot of speed on oh, there. You mean a post hardcore bands? Yeah. <laughs> a defined because they're genre also instead emo of these bands. phases. No, it's a defined I mean, genre as post hardcore. <laughs> I mean, what else what came after hardcore? What came post hardcore? hardcore? <laughs> emo did. <laughs> after hardcore was done, no, emo hardcore, happened. No, see that's where I disagree. Hardcore did not start to end until like two thousand eight. I okay. think and they I had don't, a revival. No, it wasn't a revival. They had a third wave. <laughs> no, this is what this is where I disagree. I think hardcore uh, had a very specific sound, and it was uh, hard. Hardcore was easy to label mm. up until the mid two thousands, and then it became jumbled a little bit, and then after that, that getting to the later two thousand ten era is that's when the post hardcore comes out. Okay, but what about? Oh, okay. What about Fagazi for one thing? That's one of the first post-hardcore bands. I like, don't consider them a post-hardcore band. I would consider them okay. a post-punk band. Okay, so... Because I don't consider Black Flag a hardcore band. I don't care what anyone says. Bad Brains, they're not a hardcore band. I don't care. But they are a hardcore No, band. they're not. They're a punk band. They are they a hardcore were... band that turned into a reggae band. Okay, they could be a punk hardcore band. I don't care. But hardcore doesn't start until you get integrity. I'm telling It's <laughs> All right. I mean, you're just crazy, obviously. <laughs> you have the flu right now, and you're not he's thinking sick. straight. Because this Dwid is insane. made hardcore, okay? Okay, so <laughs> Minor Threat is the same thing as Madball? No, Say my... it. Say it. Minor Threat's a punk band. Minor Threat's a punk band? Yeah. Not a hardcore band. Not a hardcore band. They could be what was a- the first hardcore band or album? Integrity. Integrity is the first hardcore band? Okay. Maybe Devin's no. sick. He did say that. I feel like I'm going. It's my bra- I have brain worms. <sighs> I'm fine to die on that sword. That hardcore started with integrity. I'm fine with that. <sighs> That wave that you like started with integrity. <laughs> I agree. But that's not... No, that's not... It's fine. <sighs> it works. It's easy to just be like, hardcore started with integrity. <laughs> that's the hardest statement I could ever make. <laughs> no. Yeah. Boom. Done. Okay. So, Guttermouth and Gorilla Biscuits are the same band. Same thing. They're punk bands. Okay. And no effects is a punk band. <laughs> okay. No effects is the same thing as uh minor threat. Yeah, it's about attitude. That's how you define <laughs> punk. <laughs> oh, I hate this. I hate this so punk much. is defined by attitude. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's fine. No it's- effects has as silly songs. 
okay, that's still an attitude. Oh my god, so Weird Al is a punk band. <laughs> I'm Weird sure Al punk songs, sure. Oh, I mean, he's got an attitude in all of his songs. <laughs> it's an attitude. Might not be an angry one, but it's an attitude. <laughs> oh. yeah. Punk is a, a punk punk is a feeling, Devin. You know when you see it. Oh my god. <laughs> same with same with emo. Emo, you know when you see it. This is the bullshit with these phases. You know it when you see it. <laughs> Emo, you know it when you see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that complicated. Right, RJ? No. And as easy as, you know, one, two, three. Okay, could Title Fight be a punk band and a hardcore band? Mm, they could be a post-hardcore band. Okay. Because hardcore is over once yeah. once Dwid released the <laughs> ultimate album, he still released music. So hardcore <sighs> is still a genre, but there's going. also <laughs> there's this also is the shoegaze <laughs> argument that My Bloody Valentine is the only shoegaze band to ever exist. And if it's not My Bloody Valentine, it's not shoegaze. Now, when Integrity took their break, that's when post hardcore started. Okay, but then they came back, <sighs> so that released a new era of hardcore. No. That's pretty cool. This is all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of nice to just define one guy's hardcore, though. That's pretty cool. Makes it easy. It is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's (laughs) it's odd that you chose Dwid from Integrity. It's not, though, because if anyone was like, oh, you listen to hardcore music, I instantly would be like, listen to Integrity. Like, that is the best hardcore band (sighs) pound for pound ever made. Now, they may not have some of my favorite songs or records, but pound for pound, they are the best hardcore band. They've been going th- through it the longest. They've, you know, since 89 or whatever, defined yeah. the genre, influenced all the other bands. Yeah. It's my cool. brain's broken. Yeah. I can't. It's cool. I like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't approve. I don't have anything to say to this, but I do not approve. Yeah, just like Ian McKay with Straight Edge, you got Dwid for Hardcore. Over and done. <sighs> so Blink-182 is the same thing as Youth of Today? Uh, they're a Straight Edge band. Okay. That is different. No, no. It's no. It's own We're genre. not doing this. No. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. sorry. sorry. Minor threats a straight edge band. What was I thinking? Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> We're not doing this now. <sighs> that works. Yeah. No, God. Yeah. No. What about Blood for Blood? Uh, they're a hardcore band. They're before uh well not before integrity. I don't think so. No. They were like ninety three. What's the first year of Madball? That ball was like 90. I think it was 93 also. Maybe 91. <laughs> yeah, hardcore is easy, bro. <laughs> I mean, it is easier to define like what is hardcore, but then the the lines get blurred with like, uh, what's that band? Knocked Loose. Oh, they're a hardcore band. They're a hardcore band. Yeah. Okay. Because they have elements of something else in it i don't know what it is what about code orange they're a post-hardcore band code orange kids they came out during the post-hardcore era 
<sighs> or post hardcore band. Youth of Today did also, or not Youth of Today, sorry. Uh, what band did I just say? Knocked Loose. Uh, no, they're a hardcore band. They're post hardcore. No. They're yeah, there. they came out after Code Orange. <laughs> no, they came out after. Wait, wait, wait. Was the Integrity Split released when they came out? Oh, okay. Because I don't Integrity know the back. years that Integrity <laughs> albums were released. How would I know this? <laughs> I Is that the like, one with the face on it? That's when they became more metal. Uh, <sighs> and uh, no, that's uh, the, the it's like purple. It's got a really cool cover on it. Uh, yeah, Howling is 2017. So. <sighs> okay. I, I, no, I, I, I don't know. I can't do it anymore. It's pretty cool. Well, you, you haven't heard Fourth Wave Emo yet. You don't know what to expect. I forgot about the term metalcore. Yeah. What, what was that? Like Kill Switch Engage? Because yeah, Touche Amore kind of gets put under metalcore too. Avenged Sevenfold. Avenged Sevenfold, yeah. It's just butt rock. I don't know. Because I feel like metalcore is just thrash metal, but thrash metal does sound significantly different. Uh, thrash metal is closer to grindcore, would you say? <laughs> <laughs> No, because uh, I'd say thrash metal is closer to like southern metal because the riffs are like coherent, whereas grindcore is like <laughs> abstract, you know? I don't know. I don't listen to grindcore. <laughs> the, I love grindcore. The, I don't even know what the fucking trash talk. They're a, they're a hardcore band. Curse. They're, they're, hardcore they're band. a rap group. They have Tyler, the creator, on an Tra- album. Trap them. They're a hardcore band. Oh, trap them. Oh, fucking Pulling Teeth. I was thinking about them the other day. They're a hardcore band. I love Pulling Teeth. Yeah. They're such a unique hardcore band. Sure. Like, they had some... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <sighs> but they had some, like, unique elements of metal that they used. And especially in, like, their second album, they really did some, like, big, like, Black Sabbath-style riffs. Ooh, okay. So you have Integrity. That's a hardcore band. Ugh, fuck. This kind of throws off my thing, though. Yes. Mm. What happened? <laughs> because there's two hardcore bands. There's only two hardcore bands. There's Integrity and there's Converge. And then everything okay. else is Converge in Converge is metalcore. No. Converge invented metalcore. <laughs> everything is in between no. Converge and Integrity. You think that's the... That's the gambit. That's the, that's the political compass, side. the left and right. Yeah. And yeah, and everything else just falls in between that. I, I kind of agree with that statement. I mean, I don't disagree with that, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like a more like a raw band, like off, like off or a spy, like one of those like punk leaning hardcore bands, like 80s throwback revival oh, po- hardcore bands yeah. would be like on the left. No, post punk. <laughs> if it's a revival of the 80s, then it's just punk. According to your standards. No, it's post-punk. It's a revival of post-punk. <sighs> no, okay. Because <laughs> punk was dead in the 80s. But post-punk <laughs> is already a thing, and the police are in that category, and you're not putting police with off. Yeah, I am. <sighs> God damn it. No. Well, we're talking about some emo bands, apparently, today. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm I just I'm okay. I'm okay with coming to terms with some of my thought processes about emo. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the term shoegaze, indie, alternative rock. I'm okay. I'm okay with throwing those terms around. College rock. College rock. Uh-huh. You know, like third eye blind, you know? That's alternative. Yeah. Much and closer to college. Much much closer to some of these bands. I mean, they did have some great songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I don't think you're going to be able to guess my favorite, least favorite, favorite artist. I, I feel like I can guess RJ's, but mm. you'll, you'll never know mine. Well, I'm going to guess RJ's first then. Okay. And I want to see if you agree with me. I guessed for RJ, 435. I disagree. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Mike, for you, I have three, two, three. Three, two, three. Three, mm-hmm. two, three. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Okay. Do, do you find your his guesses for you interesting, RJ? Four, three, five for you, RJ. I just documented it. That's all. He doesn't know what songs those are. <laughs> yeah, <he's> currently <laughs> listening to them. Oh, yes. <laughs> for the first, first time. time. <laughs> it's beautiful. I didn't even know we're listening to an emo mix, apparently, this week. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Three songs in, and I don't see it. Do you want us to pause for 20 minutes just so you can listen to it? <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into this. First song on here, Devin has Low End Automatic by a band called The Jazz June off of They Love Those Who Make the Music. From 1997, track one, three minutes and 18 seconds. I will say that Devin's mix gets thrown off once again because he does it by year that the songs came out. Yeah, that's hard. Not a good flow to this mix. Yeah. 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 But the Jazz June is apparently an American emo band from Cutstown, Pennsylvania. Cutstown. Mm. Uh, In 2016, Rolling Stone, you know. Uh, a media outlet that we all appreciate and love and think is the pinnacle of putting lists together. Yeah. Place the band's album, The Medicine, at number 33 on the its list of the 40 greatest emo albums of all time. Wow. Yeah. The Rolling Stone, the greatest pinnacle of media <laughs> lists yeah. of all time. <laughs> they know what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah same. With, I'm sure there's a... There, Man, that would have been great. I'm sure there is one, there was one of VH1. You know how they used to do those countdown oh. lists on VH1? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's an emo one or something out there. I don't know if they'd have one on VH1. Yeah. I feel like that's only for, like, Sade and before. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to VH1? What um, happened to Sade? <laughs> Where's she uh, at? Uh, the Jazz June was formed in 1996 from students from... Cutstown University. Emo name, Cutstown. <laughs> the group recorded its first full-length album in 97. The first two albums were recorded, recorded through Canadian record label Workshop Records. Uh, the group, in 2014, the group announced they were reforming and releasing new material on Top Shelf Records. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, they disbanded in 2003. And then reunited in 2006. And then fell apart again. Yeah. These these jazz junes just can't get along. Mm-mm. Bunch of bad boys, emo bad boys. Uh, this is a really really good opening song to a mix. Nice. It's a solid opener. It has a lot of good energy that gets killed by the second song. <laughs> yeah. But it's a great <laughs> opening track. Uh, I like the song a lot. 
um i yeah it's a it's a pop punk song so yeah rj was on the list of top email albums (laughs) yeah go ahead uh kind of very similar things i did enjoy this i like the intro like being in the front Uh, i like the energy of the song um the jazz little part of it it's like okay okay i see what you're doing it it works um and then i just i just like the guitars it was just like the energy it was just a full you had like you had the one guitar doing one thing and the other one just kind of like, dee, 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 dee. and I was like I like that I was like, it's a, it brings in the energy and I, I enjoyed it for you know just as an intro track that's emo man <laughs> you have the guitar doing one thing and the other guitar going dee, 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 just dee, wait till dee, I dee, comment dee, about dee, when dee, people start singing different like parts and it's the oh, <laughs> like, that's emo too man yeah. just wait just it's wait. all emo brother uh, I think the Jazz June is the only band that I didn't know off of this. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Um, I found out about them, I think, in 2014, whenever they released something on Top Shelf. Hmm. And I was uh, learning about older emo and uh, started liking the, al- the, yeah, the album The Medicine after that. So I didn't find out about them until a little bit later. But yeah, I like that album they came out with on Top Shelf. It was real nice. A little bit different, but it's good. It's good. Yeah, I would put them. I forgot what the last band is on your last mix, but they're. Uh, oh no, not the last minerals. mix. No, the mix, the first mix. Mm. They have a very saves the day sounding song. Yeah. On the uh, three. Yeah. I'd Swan Street. The Jazz June right with them. Mm, okay. The same. Okay. Um. All right. Moving on from Jazzy June. There. I'm gonna uh, be real quick. Uh, you are not allowed to. I'm going to pee my pants. <laughs> I didn't bring my diaper. Just turn the other way and pee in a bottle. RJ, open your mouth. Uh, next song on this mix is I'll Take You Everywhere, uh, which is a very, like, 90s-sounding name of a song. I'll take it is. You everywhere. Uh, by the band Penfold, off of Amateurs and Professionals from 1998. Track number three, five minutes and 46 seconds. Penfold's official date... Of inception is unknown. The four members began playing music together sometime in the early 90s, but the entity known as Penfold emerged sometime in 1996 or 97. The natural course of live performances soon ensued, and the band began began to build a small following. After playing music together for over 10 years, three record releases, uh, some seven inches... Uh, March 2003, Penfold decided to call it a day. Their final show took place at the Old Bridge in New Jersey. I think they're from New Jersey. (sighs) They played two sets lovingly to audiences of old and new friends. Following the band's breakup, three original members started a band called the Morai. Uh, They released an EP called Bury Yourself and disbanded soon afterwards. Uh, in February 2005, the band reformed to play a reunion show at the Hamilton Street Cafe in New Jersey. Uh, RJ, do you say berry? Like, I have a straw berry? No, like you're putting someone into the ground. You're going to bury them? To bury. Bury? Bury your dead. Emo band? <laughs> Devin's <laughs> back, by the way. <laughs> to bury the dead? I say Bury. You say bury? I say bury, yeah. Damn. I've heard people say that. To bury. I, I don't understand it. 
I don't know if it's a if it's an East Coast thing or something. Uh, I think I've, it is. I've always said Burry. Yeah. It's so strange. So. But what what about strawberry? Strawberry. Say, <laughs> say, so you say strawberry? <laughs> <sighs> that makes no sense. You don't eat those strawberries? <laughs> you don't eat them strawberries? <laughs> I'm going to the library. <laughs> um, all right. So this song, it totally kills the momentum of the mix. <laughs> but this song is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, this band's really good. Uh, this is... Uh, this song to me two and three are the songs to be like this is like if if you made a mix just of two and three it's like oh this is how you get to third wave emo uh, mm. the, these type of songs is how you get to there um, mm. the other three songs not so much to me but two of the songs okay. yes right. uh, yeah, I really 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 like the song I think it's a great song um, RJ uh, this song, as you said, it was kind of just like guitar going did 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 to like, and just in general, I feel like this could be one of two things. It could be like the song that's on like the, well, we'll say the emo, just like high energy, even though it's, it's an emo song. But this is like the one slow song that everyone's just like, oh, I feel this. I feel the emotion out of this. It's like it's deeper than the other songs. Or it could be a whole album with all this similar stuff, and it does work either way in my mind. Um, but either way, it, it was it was a good song. I, I like how it just kind of it, it 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 had like the energy somewhere like in the middle or towards the end. I forgot where it's, like, the bridge comes in. Yeah. But I was like, I like that kind of how it all f- folds together. Tempo change, um, and I was just like, I I liked it. It was a nice simple song. Yeah, the whole arrangement of the song is how third wave emo songs are arranged. Yeah. yeah. And the guitar after he says, I will take you everywhere. That guitar With break me. that I will close my eyes. What's <laughs> Thursday? No. No. <laughs> you're all I see. Cause you're everywhere <laughs> to me. Emo. You more band? Michelle Branch. <laughs> She's playing on that festival, <laughs> that fucking emo festival. She, oh, she is. Yeah, her name is on the. Yeah, that's like the one outlier. But now I'm second guessing it. <laughs> I don't know. But right after he says, "I'll take you everywhere," um, that guitar break, that yeah. ding, 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 that's like straight up Thursday guitar mm-hmm. riffs. Yeah, you know, which I I didn't hear anywhere else in a. Uh, in like third wave emo that seems like exclusive to Thursday. They had those almost like at the drive-in style guitar riffs, mm-hmm. but yeah, well, I like this band. Yeah, they're good. I like them. It's hard to figure out when this album came out. That says 1998, but yeah, yeah, it just didn't, I was trying to organize it like in a, there's like not too much information about this album that I could find. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the th- this third song, I don't know when this song came out. So I looked that up. It, it's chronological, <laughs> so don't you worry. I did my research. RJ, do you know how to say this band's name and the th- the third band that we're about to talk oh, about? Easy. Uh, Seychelles. Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. okay. I see you. Got it. Yeah. 
think you're smart and shit? <laughs> you think you read books and shit? Or say a tia. <laughs> I like that one better. That's the more Filipino that's, that's pronunciation. My, that's my uh, Puerto Rican uh, yeah. race car driver. Say a tia. <laughs> you're not a. You're not gonna be a Cuban race car driver like me. Yeah, oh, yeah that was your dream. I forgot. <laughs> I get confused easily. <laughs> I think I do good down there in Havana. You Just, think so? Yeah. Let's build my own cars, like old Chevy Bel Air, the Corvette engine that I got somehow. You know, if you but were I down there, could... I could see you dressing like you look like the Colonel. <laughs> like Colonel Sanders? Yeah. <laughs> you can't street race in a Colonel Sanders costume, but you know I'd damn well try. I could see you just patting your neck oh. with a handkerchief all oh, sweat. Yeah. <laughs> By gosh, it should be hot down here in Havana, Cuba. If I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. Throw a little cane. <laughs> Would you like to race for some pink slips? <laughs> It's a mighty fine car you got there. It'd be a shame if somebody <laughs> won it from you. A bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. You know, that could be part of my my alternate ego, too. No. I guess. I say, I say. Uh, <laughs> I right, just so. look like Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Poet You Never Were by Sasha. Sasha. Uh, is a New York City-based screamo band. The name originates from the misspelling of the Miles Davis track uh, Seta uh, from the album Sketches of Spain. While relatively unknown during their initial existence, the band is now seen as one of the most critical, critically lauded bands of the late 1990s screamo scene. Notice that word there, OJ. Stuart Mason of All Music described their music as an essential document for fans of Screamo. In 2016, Secret Voice, the label of Touche Amore, a vocalist, Jeremy Bohm, released, collected a two-disc, 180-gram vinyl set that includes every studio recording by the group. So we've got to thank Jeremy Bohm for this. That's right. Uh, yeah, this band's fucking great. I've only been turned. I was only turned on to them like a couple of weeks ago when I started diving into more stuff. Ah, uh, so I wasn't familiar with them before a couple of weeks ago. This band's fucking great. This song, this band is like, like this is the this is the band. This is the secret sauce. Like yeah. when, when when we were talking about like what is what is the through line to get the third wave emo? It is this band. This band does mm. everything that third wave emo bands try to do. And it's they do it in a whole song. Like the they, they have so much going on in a song that to me encapsulates all of third wave emo. They do it all. Third wave, interesting. They do it all. Okay. I think Screamo is probably a bigger influence on third wave than actually like Midwest emo is or indie is. I think this brand of Screamo is, but there's a lot of other stuff that is not as influential because the the screaming of the lyrics really just becomes the focus of the albums. Mm-hmm. Like Orchid is uh, one of the landmark Screamo bands. Yeah. Like over Asatia, I think they're probably more popular. Uh-huh. And there's like Page 99 and another one I can't remember the name of. 
that people always point to for like the beginning of Screamo. There is a lot of stuff like in the early '90s, just coming straight out of the '80s, that is uh, labeled as Screamo. Like Antioch Arrow was one of the first ones. Mm. Very all over the place. Um, I kind of agree with you with the third wave thing. Yeah, because like you can see guys. fucking Thursday in the song. You can see Taking Back Sunday in the song. You can mm-hmm. see fucking Hawthorne Heights in the song. Like and just this song, not not even this collection. Because I listened to this collection yeah. this week, and it's so goddamn good. There's so many good songs on there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this band's just—they're fucking sick. I love them. I think they're great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this song is great too. Compared to like, I I love all the songs that I found on that collection, but I love this song. Yeah, I I love the structure of it. I think the jilted song structure is kind of, uh, kind of like a, a pointing towards that third wave of emo Mm -hmm. like the broken up structure of songs uh if you think of like i mean a lot of fallout boy stuff and then like panic at the disco uh whatever that hell the name of that song was yeah it kind of has like a broken up rhythm to it yeah and like (laughs) tempo changes like it's like theatric in a way yeah you know, and this song is like it's theatric. But if you put if you made this song a pop song, then you would get third wave emo. I kind of kind of see that. Yeah, I All think right. the theatrical is like a very nice word for this because like like I don't consider like Blood Brothers and like noise that yeah. I could see it being influenced by this. Yeah. No. Yeah. Did you ever listen to that band, The Hotelier? Ooh, I think so. Okay, I was telling you about them a couple weeks ago. They are very theatric. Like, I think, I can't remember if that album, their main album is a, a concept album or not, but it seems like they were made to made, make concept albums hmm. because it plays out like a whole theme, basically. But it is very theatric in the way that this is. But also, that's like fourth wave emo, technically, but also doesn't sound a lot like the, the jangly shit that they're coming out with in the fourth wave. But that kind of like theatrics of it, I don't know where it came from really. Like Sunny Day Real Estate had a little bit of that. The last song has, I don't know, the, maybe it's just the tempo change that does it for me. Well, the Penfold song. Modest Mouse has that. that yeah. Side. Yeah. No. Drugs. I mean, and yeah, Cowboy Dan is a very theatric song. Yeah. I fucking love that song. RJ, how do you feel towards this song? Talk to me. Uh, besides knowing exactly how to say the name, I know you nailed it. I nailed it, one hundred percent. It's a cool song. Um, you know, it kind of reminded me like of Devin a little bit. Um, yes, because the yes. only reason why was uh, the the softest lips tell the most precious secrets. Who? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> he whispers that to you at night. Okay, RJ. Tell me, Devin. Um, lips on your face. But yeah, as you said, there was, you could hear all the influences from here, um, and you know it was another, it was a good song. It was a different change from like the second song, kind of just hopping all over the place. But it was, you know, you you just kind of see this, and as you said, with the you can see where like you know who get who was inspired by this band, and I enjoyed the energy, I enjoyed all of it, I enjoyed the vocals and the sound and everything like that too. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Um, all right, and then moving on to the the big boys here, we've got Never Meant by American Football. Uh, this is off their, I guess, self-titled or LP1. I don't know how they decide to refer to it. Uh, from 1999, this is the first track on there, 4 minutes and 28 seconds. Uh, American Football is an American rock band from Urbana, Illinois. Originally active from 97 until 2000, and again beginning in 2014 onwards, the band was formerly by guitarist, bassist, and singer Mike Kinsella, uh, formerly of Captain Jazz and Joan of Arc, uh, guitarist Steve Holmes of Geese, uh, drummer and trumpet player Steve Lamos from another band I don't know of. Uh, let's see. Despite the group's uh, short initial lifespan, their self-titled debut album became one of the most acclaimed emo and math rock r- records of its era. Whoa. American Football reunited in 2014 with Kinsella's uh, cousin Nate joining the band. Um, yeah, so I have... Uh, the first time the group met, it was pretty casual. I don't know. So I have mixed feelings on American football at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. And part of All it comes right, down to, to my last listening of this record and like getting more into shoegaze and kind of, and then having that conversation with a Redditor talking about like the styles of this not being emo. And I really would be comfortable saying that American football is not an emo band um, I think this record, if you listen to it, has a lot of indie in it, um, not a lot of emo, and uh, closer to getting like on the verge to like a shoegaze record to me, uh, with a lot of the song structures in there. Um, it's weird. Uh, they're a good band. I like them. I don't understand how they were so influential. I don't think they actually influenced the third wave at all. No. Because like they're they're using weird tunings, they're using like some different timing, mm-hmm. like they're mm-hmm. an incredibly creative band and I think that they were a band that people liked and enjoyed and inspired to be, but I don't think that they were like actually like no one sat down to be like we're going to make an American football song during third wave emo. That was like no. a popular band, you know. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. 100% but, agree. Uh, I like them and I like this song. I just don't understand. Uh, at this point, I don't agree with them being put into the conversation of like, these are influential emo bands of the 90s. I'm just like, they're an influential band. I don't necessarily not need to say that they're an influential emo band. Um, mm-hmm. And they, uh, they're influential in just being like, they, they're sick. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like saying the Beatles influenced everyone. Metallica, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Metallica, they like the Beatles, but yeah, a direct influence. I know what you mean, but the fourth wave is pretty much, well, not strictly, but heavily influenced by American football. They were, and for everything that you were saying, uh, time signatures, alternate tunings. That twinkling guitar is prominent throughout fourth wave emo, mm-hmm. which leads into fifth wave emo. There's some of that that bleeds in. A lot of it goes into math rock. And I'm not sure if the math rock bands, uh, like, uh, math rock bands notoriously don't like to define themselves as math rock bands. 
But nerds. For the sake of the argument, like Don Caballero, I don't think they were influenced by American football at all. But fourth wave emo, I think, was influenced by Don Caballero as well as American football. Like that style for everything, for all of the reasons that you were saying, American football is important in emo as a whole at this point because of the fourth wave only. If the fourth wave never happened, American football would be a rock band, a one-off. Yeah. Like, I mean, Mike Kinsella has he has a uh, Captain Jazz, Joan of Arc, Owls, Owen, American Football. Uh, what's the other band's name? It's like maybe something, uh, but like tons of other bands with all their own like unique sounds that you could point. All of those bands are more emo than American football themselves. Mm-hmm. But what they did with like the alternate tuning and the different time signatures is what defined the fourth, uh, fourth wave. Ah, there's okay. Yeah. So there's math core too. Oh, okay. That, that changes. what bands are in math core. Everything. <laughs> hmm. Is there a math core? Playlist on Spotify? Well, apparently King Crimson is the godfather of math rock. Um, so. What? Yeah. That's prog rock, man. It says in here that uh, the album's read and disciplined by King Crimson, Spiderland by Slint. Slint? Yeah. yeah. Generally considered seminal influences to the development of math rock. Slint is Spiderland is like a post rock influence. Well, which uh, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, math core just makes things even more complicated. Well, okay, first playlist that I found on uh, Spotify for math core is Dillinger Escape Plan, yeah. Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza, oh, yeah. Converge, oh. Norma Jean, um, a band called I Wrestled a Bear Once. Sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Arsonists Get All the Girls. Alternate title, Habib Nurmagomedov. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Alternate title, The Eagle. Yes, The Eagle. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, also, The Chariot. Ooh, is, um, is Botch on there? Every It should be, but yeah, it's not. It's Youth Forever is. Vampire Squid? Never heard of them. I think Wait, I hold on. Listen to some I hear this. math core. This is Vampire Squid. I've I've uh, I've actually seen Vampire Squid. I believe. What? Were they around in the two thousand? Psyopus, bro. No, it's not. Vampire Squids from SoCal. No, I didn't see them. There's another death metal with math core outfit (gasps) started by members of. Wait, did you see Giant Squid? Yes, Giant Squid. That was. Oh yeah, they're a local band. I remember they were good. Yeah, uh, this girl that worked at Dimple Records used to play in Giant Squid. Mm. I think they came off that album like kind of recently. They were friends with uh, like Terramellos and stuff. Yeah, I don't know what show I was at when I saw them. Maybe Terramellos. I saw them with Bear vs. Shark, and I saw them with uh, Terramellos. Might have been the same show, but I cannot remember. Yeah. Yeah. RJ, how do you feel towards the uh, um, uh, 
English soccer. <laughs> the English soccer? <laughs> Think about it, Arjun. <laughs> Think about it. Oh, I, I get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Like, what's soccer? We made it. Football. Right, okay, I'm caught up. Um, so this is one of the bands that I've heard. I don't know if it was just, you know, in passing among somebody being like, yo, do you know emo, bro? I got a song. Or if it was just Devin's like, hey, I found this band that nobody else knows. You know, all these reasons in my, my time of life. I did watch a Tiny Desk concert of them recently. So that could have been it, too. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, it was amazing. But I like the song. It, it's a nice, simple song. Kind of, it's, it's you know, I think this could have been paired nicely with the second song. Simple song, mm-hmm. <laughs> very complex. Yeah. The, what time signature was it in Randall? Uh, four eight. <laughs> I don't know if you're right or wrong. <laughs> I don't think you're right though. Does that sound good though? I think it's more like seven four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, quarter time. Uh, so shut up. It's not even <laughs> time signature. It's hammer time. No, let's no. further off. Okay. No. Yeah, but uh, I like it because it is has the little math rock part of it. The guitar is all over the place, like literally, you know, all the other things that I like that are mathy. Besides mm. math, you'd like the fourth wave email then. Um, but I like it. It's it just you know, it's a relaxing little song. Uh, yeah, you know, I think this could have gone into like the next one could have been. You know, the second and fourth song would have been better together because they're like, you know, peas in a pod. I mean, if only they were released closer together, you know. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been nice. Well, the second one, we don't really know where it came from. Was that that I one? was going to put Orchid, which is a harder screamo band than Seisha, on the mix with Dashboard. Immediately after Dashboard also. This is something Devin would do. Now, yep. You, you should have put Further Scenes Forever. Yeah, but like... I mean, wouldn't you be mad if you heard a third wave emo mixtape and they didn't have Dashboard? But there are so many bands that need to be on that third wave. You're asking me? Because I'm fine with it. I know you are. (laughs) Blink on there and be like, fuck yeah, Blink's on here. Five out of five. I don't even... That's a good question. Because, like, the Dashboard that I like is a college college indie band. Mm Mm-hmm. And the dashboard that becomes a mainstream emo band is not the band that I like. So Screaming Infidelities, Which I feel is, like, was their breakout hit, right? Yeah, well, it's it all has to do with MTV Unplugged. Like, they do MTV yeah. Unplugged, and that's when it's like, yeah, they are a college indie band. Yeah. And then, they, and then he does a Spider-Man song. And yeah, it's that's great Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, do you want me to read you my? Uh, uh, we'll do that later. I was going to read you my third wave one that I'm not going to do. It's probably I'm curious. Wrong. <laughs> it's, it does have six songs at this at this point, but I think all of them are wrong. <laughs> uh, all right, so rounding off the mix, we've got. Uh, 10 Minute by the Get Up Kids off Something to Write Home About. Track 6, 6 minutes and 35 seconds. The Get Up Kids are an American rock band from Kansas City, Missouri. Formed in 1995, the band was a major player in the mid-1990s Midwest emo scene, otherwise known as the second wave of emo music. 
Seems like the Redditeers have been on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, their second album, Something to Write Home About, remains their most widely acclaimed album, and it is considered to be one of the most quintessential albums of the second wave emo movement. They are considered forefathers of the emo genre and have been widely credited as being an influence, both with contemporaries like Saves the Day, later bands like Fall Out Boy, Taking Back Sunday, and The Wonder Years. As they gained prominence, the band began touring with such bands as Green Day and Weezer. Yuck. Before becoming headliners themselves in Japan and Europe. They oh. founded Heroes and Villains Records. Uh, they've had several side projects, including the New Amsterdam's, which sucks, and Reggie and the Full Effect, which suck. Reggie and the Full Effect? What? I'm learning that for the first time now. Yeah. He knew about it. No. That's weird. Uh, the band departed heavily from their established style uh, with the release of their 2002 album, On the Wire. Uh, due to internal conflicts, they broke out in 2005. Uh, something to write home about is credited with establishing Vagrant Records as an emo music industry powerhouse. Acts such as Dashboard Confessional, Saves the Day, Alkaline Trio, all signed to the label because of the album's success. Uh, let's see the album has been viewed as important release the second wave of emo and influenced the third wave acts such as Coheed and Cambria <laughs> that's yeah the number one band that I would point to <laughs> as being influenced by the get up kids is Coheed and Cambria <laughs> yes yes the band that defies the third wave of emo. yes Coheed yeah. and Cambria wow that is a statement uh, yeah, the Ghetto Kids are great. Um, it was nice listening to them again this week because I forgot how much I enjoyed them. Um, I've been listening to them for, I, the, like, unlike a, probably the same amount of time as Sunny Day Real Estate, to be honest with you. There's like other Midwest emo bands or indie bands from the 90s that like I didn't get to until much later. But there mm-hmm. were a couple, like uh, Sunny Day Real Estate, the Ghetto Kids, Appleseed Cast, uh, I think the Anniversary um, like those were all bands that I had yeah. acquired uh, much earlier than a lot of the other, like Mineral or Braid or any of those bands. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I like the Get Up Kids a lot. Um, I like this song a lot. Uh, uh, this song is a good. It's like it's it's so like with third wave emo, you've got two different styles to it. You got styles like Seisha that like enca- encapsulates all of it. But then the Get Up Kids, like, probably is the best influence for what becomes, like, the most popular emo bands. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but because they have, like, a pop punk sensibility to them. Yeah. Um, and the most popular emo bands all had a pop punk sensibility to them at one point. Yeah. Uh, Taking Back Sunday didn't, um, but everyone else, like, basically did. Yeah. But, um,. Yeah, I'm a fan yeah. of them. I like the song a lot. Good ending song. It was so Get Up Kids. I feel like is the closest tie to third wave emo. But when you put them side by side, the sound is not the same. It's just like the ethos behind the music is the same. Yeah, much in the way that you're saying about Seisha, like the elements are there, but it needs something else to become third wave. Right. And I, I feel like it's the same thing for Get Up Kids on almost the same level. 
Like they are like polar opposites sound wise, but mending those things together kind of does make the third wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, RJ, I have a feeling you enjoyed this song. Uh, I don't know I, if this is one of the other bands that I've heard. Um, I don't know where this one came from. Wasn't like you know Brent from like high school a fan of them? Some somebody that we knew listened to these guys. There's no way yeah. he was a fan of this band. I, he I was, know. but uh, no, Pat did, and then uh, Brent did, but only because of some girl he was dating that also liked Jets to Brazil and Jawbreaker. Because hmm. okay. I was like, I've heard somebody was just like, hey, listen to them, and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but no, I, I I do like the song. I like just the backup vocals on there. I like just the energy of it. It's fun. It's poppy. It's just like, you know, literally you could have put Blink right here and I would have been happy. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it was fun. I, I like the song. I mean, how much of Get Up Kids did influence Blink, you know, post this album? Like Enema of the State Blink. Uh, well, what year did it come out? 99? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, their first album came out like 93. Yeah. So Blink was around. But like so Enema of the they State. They influenced them. What year is their self titled, RJ? Uh, like 2006 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's way later. No. Uh, yeah, I don't I think they a little get bit this kids. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly haven't listened to too much Blink, so. <laughs> I'm just trying to relate to RJ here. I'm just going to play every song in order. That's my next project. Tom DeLong, you know, RJ? You, you agree? The evolution of Tom DeLong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You laugh, Mike. You laugh. <laughs> He's back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. For better or worse. Most likely for worse. Um, all right. Well, do we have anything else to say about the Get Up Kids? Getting up? No. No, they got up. Yeah. I get knocked down. But I get up. I get up. Damn, what yeah. kind of music is that? <laughs> what is Chumbawamba? It's tub thumping music, brother. <laughs> Pissing the night away. Uh, I'll take a whiskey drink. I'll take a vodka <laughs> Damn, I love that song. I remember they used to censor the word, or maybe I sang it in class in like fifth grade, and I got in trouble for saying Pissing the Night Away. As a, I don't remember. As a young child, I I thought for the longest time it was just kissing the night away. And I was like, yeah, kissing the night, yeah. Oh. Just kissing that night away. Oh, I thought they were peeing on each other. Yeah, well, that's you. That's <laughs> I mean, Yeah. I thought, I, was just, I thought it was a song about piss play. <laughs> yeah, in the tub. It's not. It's called tub thumping. <laughs> I pictured them just drinking vodka and pissing on each yeah. other. Chumbawambing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, I got so chumble wumbled last night. <laughs> I was covered in piss. Yeah. RJ, around the youths, you should start dropping that. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, you want to go get some drinks and get chumble wumbled tonight? <laughs> Hell yeah, I do. Um, all right. So, Devin, for me, what'd you guess? I guessed, and I'm kind of assuming that I'm wrong now. Three, two, three. Oh, you were you got the first one right. Okay. So I think three is my favorite song because I think it's the the song that needs to be on this mix. Okay. Four is my least favorite. Okay. All because right. Because I think it's the song out of all these five that doesn't deserve to be on the mix. All right. So fuck well, you. You'll see in three weeks. And my favorite artist is five. 
Oh, I love the Get right. Kids. I've liked them for a long time. Yeah, they're a good band. So three, four, five. All right. Our Jizzle. Uh, he picked four, three, five for me. Um, I mean, okay. So all the songs I didn't hate. So all the ones <laughs> like I did like. So it's like you could have gone back and forth, but then I think I finally just fine-tuned it. Where I'm like, I like that one. No, I like that one. No, I like that one. Okay, I'm just going to pick this just one. Just give me a five out of five and say you have no <laughs> favorite or least favorite. So I, my favorite song is is the Get Up Kids. I like that one. Okay. It was fun. That's and, what I, I enjoyed it. Missed. And then I was just kind of like, I need something that I was like, ah, that was okay. Um, and I kept on just going back to song one. And I was just like, I don't hate the song. But I was like, it, it was just it was just like, okay. Okay. Because all the other ones, I like the, the energy of it or I like the slow, the, the fast, and I like the sound of it overall. And then for my song that I do want to go back into, which I kind of liked, is just number two. Uh, like number two. Nice. Five, one, two. Oh, That's okay. what I'm talking about, baby. All right. I'm surprised. Interesting. I was playing a bunch of emo songs for RJ last week, like fifth wave stuff, mm-hmm. and being like, do you like this or this? <laughs> and I was very surprised by his, uh, his penchant for uh, like the weirder fifth wave stuff. He's growing. He's a big boy now. And he's a he's putting on his big boy pants. <laughs> he's and he's those... pulling them up to his waist. He's not sagging them. Yeah, he's out of those uh, trainers. <laughs> yeah. You got your big boy underoos on, RJ. I'm a big kid now. <laughs> That's you, RJ. Yeah. Fuck. Um, all right. Devin, I'm going to give you a 4.3 out of 5. Oh, all right. Uh, this mix was better than the last one. Okay. Um, but it's just the American football, man. If the if you had a different band on here, I don't know what band, but oh, you need to listen to I Hate Myself because they should be on this. I listened to a little bit of them. Yeah. Uh, but not enough to put them on here. Yeah. Although I do agree, like, they had some stuff that bled over. Oh, yeah. But I do like them a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are, they're, like, on the verge of, like, full on. They have like a split. I think like their earlier EP or their split is like more shoegazy. But that record that came out in 2000 is just solid. Just a solid record. It's honestly crazy that they don't have more of a name to them. Like I never heard of them until you mentioned them. Yeah. And And they really need to be mentioned. Like nobody talks about them. mm -mm. I found a bunch of weird bands that I had never heard of related to Antioch Arrow, which is supposedly like the first Screamo band. Mm -hmm. And... They have like 8,000 plays on Spotify. Like nice. nobody knows who these bands are. And they're actually good. Like some of them have good songs. Full albums, not so much. But they're actually good. It was kind of surprising. All right, RJ, what are you going to rate Devin? Let me guess. 3.65 out of 5. <sighs> mm, close. Ooh. <laughs> um so my, my category of like four is like at least four. I was like, I want to go back and I listen to this. I don't know if I listen to this one per se. I did enjoy the songs, but I don't know if it has the listenability to be like, oh, I want to come back to listen to this. Because the whole mix in a whole is like, I want to listen to that band with that style. Then you throw in another song. I'm like, oh, that's completely different. So just because of that, I could not give you a four. I give you a three point nine five. Ooh, because <laughs> yeah, I was like, I liked it, but it was like, I don't know if I could listen to it because I'd want to just listen to a band all of like the similar to style of, right. you know. Right. I'll take it. But it was fun. I'll take it. All right, RJ. 
Or Devin, you, what do you? you, what do you nah, do? four out of five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I went through so many iterations of this, and uh, you know, there's some things I would have preferred, but like forcing myself to go through this thing like year by year, yeah, and really focus on the bands that like influenced other things or at least a sound that influenced other things, something that permeates throughout the sound, I guess is limiting to me. So like listenability, like I would listen to all these songs, but you know, I, I would like to cater it more towards what I like, I guess. Agreed. Yeah. All right, RJ, do you got a sweet third wave emo mix for us? I, yeah. you, you could, you could, no, no. Um, so with this, I'm going to guess all three of us have this as a possible playlist mm. Mm. or we tried or we talked about, I think you underestimate Mike and I, <laughs> I think we're going different directions, <laughs> but I decided just to do it because I had like a couple things in here and then I think I've heard other influences from other people. But the title of this one, Paramore or Less? Mm. Okay. What? I don't have anything. You made a Paramore mix or you made bands that sound like Paramore? Paramore or Less? Okay. Is this the conversation that there's not girl, female, there's not very many like good female lead bands that are in pop punk? We, We have that discussion, yes. Yeah. I've heard two of these. I don't think I've heard any of these. I don't think I would go out of my way to listen to any of them either. So, I've only heard four because they're Australian, and I did like them. Oh, God. Just look at the picture of Hey Monday. Okay, this is... You're not going to like them, Mike. <laughs> You're not going to like them. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the third one based on their name or the fifth one. Emo pop. All right. We got some emo pop, another genre for you, definitely. What is is your you might also like look like? Mine says pure pop punk uh, and dear diary. Me too. Okay. Covered in punk. Oh, and then also OMW from the pit. Yeah, I got that one too. Pretty (laughs) sick. And this dude's just like, hell yeah. RJ's back. He's back, baby. <laughs> yeah. RJ, the comeback kid. <laughs> You're going to wake the silence. Wake the dead. <laughs> wake up the dead. That, that, that was one of the best shows I've seen. Southern that album could be mocked. I don't care. It's a great album. I don't care what the album sells. Yeah. I saw them and Bane yeah. and somebody else in Berkeley, and it was fucking cool. Yeah. I like them. All right, real quick, can I tell you my my third wave emo mix that I'm not going to release? Sure. Dashboard Confessional, Screaming Infidelities, Orchid, I Am Nietzsche, Saves the Day at Your Funeral, North Star, Is This Thing Loaded? That was the wild card. This is all wrong. Taking Back Sunday, Cute Without the E, and then Fallout Boy's Grand Theft Autumn slash Where Is Your Boy? This is what you need. 
You need okay. number one, the taste of ink by the used. Number two, was, you're so last summer by Taking Back Sunday. Number three, that wasn't on there. seven years by Seosin. Number four, Ooh. Car Underwater from Armor for Sleep. Number five, Ew. I'm not okay. I promise by My Chemical Romance. Okay, if Armor for Sleep had I would one like better one. song, yeah, I know you would already because it's a good mix. If Armor for Sleep should not be on like, there, yes, they Ar- should. Okay, they no. were giant. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. No, you know they how many, weren't. I have Car Underwater. There's like four different versions of that song. Do you even that know that, one bro? song? Because <laughs> that's the only good song they ever made. There's no other good song that they've made. Nobody wears Armor for Sleep shirts. <laughs> Nobody says, oh, I'm dressing up like Armor for Sleep for emo night. They're dressing up like Fall Out Boy or Mark Romance. All right, number two, we've got Cemetery Drive by My Comic Romance, 1-8 by Summer by Taking Back Sunday. It's Dangerous Business Walking Out Your Front Door by Underoath, Let It Enfold You by Senses Failed, and The Boy Who Blocked His Own Shot by Brand New. Yes, that would have been cool. RJ would like this mix as well. Okay, yes. I like a couple of the songs on there, too. (laughs) (laughs) Five out of five, Mike. (laughs) I know. They're good mixes. I know a third wave email, bro. Devin does it. <laughs> no, I know it. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I know it. It's right here. No, you RJ, you like the song? I like that song. Yeah. No, but you need to do. You need to understand. You're so last summer. You're so last summer was a bigger hit than Q without the E. Mm, let me see. Ooh, actually, Spotify, you're wrong. At the time. I don't care about now. <sighs> okay. And, um, I mean, no, what? What's the first song? Was Your So Last Summer released as a single no. before Q without the E? This one's iconic. Yeah. The whole album's iconic. What it are we is. talking about here? We've got the beautiful girls quote with fucking what's his face at the beginning of it of a uh, okay uh what's his name Michael Rappaport okay so you wouldn't have saves the day on there at all no because they're a pop punk band get the fuck at your out funeral of here. they're a pop punk band the song will become the anthem of your underground I don't know. We're 10 seconds in. I haven't heard any punk music, Mike. Oh, interesting. Go two minutes in and see what happens, Devin. Oh, it sounds like this. Where is your boy tonight? I hope he is a gentleman. Maybe he won't find out what I know. You were the last good thing about this part of town. That's worse. That's where we're going to stop it there. No punk there. Well. Safe, safe today has to be on there. I disagree. They're a great pop punk band. They're an East Coast pop punk band. Okay, they're an emo band. Okay. But the used, yes, that was on there. Fall Out Boys, uh, Sugar, we're going down was on there. But then I changed it to a different one because I liked the other one better. I like the other one better. My Chemical Romance. I think Helena was on there, mm-hmm. or, but. No, maybe. No, I'm not all right. Was not on there, even though that was probably a bigger song. It was a bigger song. Uh-huh. Was it? <laughs> yes. No, it did. It, it was. <laughs> that song it was, was huge. So big. It was huge. <laughs> 
Had the music video. Ghost of You has a great music video. It's a good one. I don't even know that song. Yeah. Ooh, you know what's missing? You know what's missing mm. from this mix? Say anything? No. Do you even know what this is, Devin? Yes, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, you don't know third wave emo. Get the fuck out of here. Shut up. Is it early November? Oh. Oh! It's the little man. The little man. <laughs> is this a used? No. Get the fuck out of here. Brother, you don't know. You is don't this know. the red jumpsuit apparatus? You don't know third wave emo. <laughs> you don't know Skrillex. Uh, that's why I am Skrillex. Come on. Oh, from first to last? Yeah, bitch. All right. But yeah, who's going to know that song? Uh, people. A like lot of people, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, I. it's fine. Like, I know there's a lot of third wave, you know, like Census Fail. I don't know a song by them, but I know that they existed. And the Let It Unfold You was a giant album. I mean, it was big, but like... You know what's funny? Giant. Like, everyone's like, those are the giant albums. I'm like, nope. I listened to The Used over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. That's it. I didn't care about anybody else. Yeah. And then Taking Back Sunday kind of popped in there occasionally, too. Taking Back Sunday was the turning point for me. Uh, when I heard it, I was forced to like it. And then I was like, damn. I don't even remember like where it all came from, but I literally think... like. Dustin was just like, it's Dustin and look at this. And I'm like, what's that? I like that. He's like, look at this. Dustin took me on what he called TBSBS, uh, which was TBSBWS, Taking Back Sunday Brainwashing Sessions. Yeah, and his Volvo. Yes. (laughs) It just drove while he's driving. You're like, no, don't crash. Almost crashed while listening to Taking Back Sunday. Well, he got a chocolate milk and like a Snickers bar. Yep. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And that made me like Taking Back Sunday. The same way I started listening to Coheed and Cambria. Is I got super stoned in Steve's Corolla and listened to uh, Keeping the Secrets of Silent Earth 3, and I understood it from then on out. It's like, oh, these guys are awesome. I just didn't know it yet. Yeah. All right, well, on to next week. I gotta go. I'm tired. I'm sick. I'm sick. Yeah. Yeah. Drink tea, you know? No. Go listen to some emo. Have you heard of, like, urine drinking? That's apparently good for you. In baths? Urine baths, yes. It's good for your skin. Aren't you? Let me pee on your face. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you can find this podcast wherever you get podcasts. If you want to listen to Emolution Green Edition, just go type in five song mixtape, all one word, into Spotify, and you should be able to find it there at the top. Um, and then on to next week with RJ's pop punk stuff. RJ's back on his old shit. Looks like. Rip this on your face.